Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a body image and food freedom coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, love their bodies, feel confident AF, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Hello, welcome back to another episode. So I was recording a lesson the other day for the confidence code about building self-love and it got me thinking, which (laughs) realistically, it's probably why it takes me so long to record these things because I end up sitting there having these like big realizations about myself or about the world or reflecting on my entire life or whatever. But anyway, it got me thinking. So I was thinking about the fact that we find it so easy to list off the things that we love about other people. Like if you think about someone close to you right now, maybe your best friend or your mom or your partner or your sister, I bet that you can rattle off 20 different things that you love about them. Like 20 different parts of them that are important to you that they would be honored to know that someone appreciates about them that would make them feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And I also bet those 20 things would be things like she makes me laugh or she's generous, or she lights up a room. Not things like her BMI sits in the normal range, or she's a size eight, or she has such clear skin. But I bet that if I asked you to write a list of the same things you love about yourself, you'd struggle to do it. Like your brain would be jumping to all the things that you don't love about yourself, those external things like your perceived flaws or the things that you're insecure about. And you'd be so much more focused on the parts of yourself that you don't like. Like you could probably, if you're listening to this podcast, you could probably write a whole list on that. But the list of the things you do love would be a much like longer, more considered process. It would take you so much more time. It's not something that just jumps to mind like it often does with the people that we love in our lives. And it made me think, like I sat there and was thinking, like, why do we find it so much easier to list things that we love about other people, but we really struggle when it comes to ourselves because that shouldn't be the case. <laughs> like really think about it. It doesn't make sense. Those, those people that you love that you can come up with entire lists about, they're not necessarily a constant in your life. Like I hope that they will be, you know, I, I hope you'll be best friends with your best friend forever. I hope that you and your mum are going to have this great family relationship and she'll be around for the longest time. And I hope that you and your partner are together until you're old and gray, but they're not guaranteed. They're not going to be around you 24-7 until the end. They're not going to be 100% definitely in your life forever. But do you know who is? You. You are the only constant in your life. The only person that you're always going to be around the only person that you literally cannot get away from. So in my eyes, that means you 
are your number one most important relationship. It's not your relationship with your mom or your friend or your partner or your dog or whoever. It's you. It is you. But when we think about that, how much time do you invest in your relationship with yourself? Like I'm sure you, you know, invest plenty of time in other people. Like you probably make regular phone calls to your mom and you organize date nights with your partner. You coordinate your color-coded Google calendars with your friends to find times you can all hang out. Well, maybe nobody else does that. And that is just me and my friendship group. But seriously, guys, get on it. It's so helpful. (laughs) Makes adult life so much easier. And I imagine that you're so invested in maintaining these relationships and feeding them and watering them so that they grow But you're not doing the same with yourself. Instead, you're talking shit about your body and complaining about how, you know, you need to be smaller or more toned or fitter or less jiggly. You're avoiding looking at your body in the mirror. You're berating it when you can't find anything in your wardrobe that looks nice on it. You're telling yourself that you're stupid or worthless or an idiot when you do something wrong. You're running this like endless spiral of negative self-talk without even being aware of it half the time. Maybe you're punishing yourself for what you ate. Like that's the relationship that so many of us are cultivating with ourselves. And that is so wildly different from the relationship with anyone else in your life. I mean, at least I hope you don't treat anyone else in your life that way. I also hope that you don't treat yourself that way. And You've actually totally found this, you know, self-love and everything like that. But chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you haven't. So what I need you to do, what I need you to do, I need you to flip the script. I need you to invest as much time and energy and love into your relationship with yourself because your relationship with yourself is the number one most important relationship in your entire life. The most important relationship that you will ever, 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 ever be in. Now, I've noticed a real pattern in the women that I speak to and in the women that I work with in that they're always putting everyone else above themselves. Always, 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 always. Their partners, their families, their friends, their kids. And then they're exhausted and they're stressed and they're resentful because they feel like they're doing it all because they are. And they've got their own problems or their own things that need addressing, but they just don't feel like they have the time or the energy or the mental capacity to address them. And I get it. I so get it. I get that we live in this society that has women doing it all and being expected to work and do the housework and take care of the kids and do the bulk of the emotional labor. But like, you do not have to sacrifice yourself to do it. You don't. It actually blows my mind how often women put themselves last. Blows my mind. Now, I'm not going to go into a whole patriarchy rant, although I do kind of want to, but I just want to speak on this really quickly because I do really think that it ties in so much with this idea of self-love and our relationship with ourselves. So I had a one-on-one client who started working with me and back in the beginning, she told me that she couldn't even spare five minutes for doing something for herself. Five minutes. I remember I said, just, can you just take five minutes? And she laughed. She's like, are you joking? She was screaming at her kids. She was having meltdowns and she was feeling so overwhelmed and anxious and so stressed and just so far away from loving herself. And she couldn't even spare five minutes to start making inroads to changing that. Like she was the definition of doing it all. And she was the last person on her own priority list. Absolute bottom of the list. She just, you know, she couldn't see the forest for the trees. Like she knew something needed to change, 
But she also had no idea how the heck she was supposed to do that when her life was so full and everyone else took priority over her needs. Now, she sounds familiar. (laughs) She's, you know, I'm using one of my clients as an example here, but I've heard this story over and over and over and over and over. I have so many people in my life who are like this. I imagine probably a lot of you listening are like this, but I want to talk about her specifically. So she's an incredible example of this because despite having all of those reasons why she couldn't put herself first, she couldn't take the time for herself and she couldn't prioritize her own well-being, she did it anyway. She decided to give it a go and she reaped the rewards. Like in her own words, she said, I've got here what she sent me. She said, my attitude changed and my smile came back. I was calm and the yelling and getting frustrated at my kids slowly disappeared. As the weeks went, I kept smashing goals. It only took making small goals to really see I could do it. Oh, like now she is so much more confident. She prioritizes filling up her own cup. She's happy with her body. She has more fun. And, you know, she says yes to herself instead of always just saying yes to other people. And that is all because she started prioritizing herself and her relationship with herself. And all the people in her life are benefiting too. Like her marriage is happier. She's not having meltdown with with her kids all the time. And she's being more social as well. So if you're someone who says, I can't to building your relationship with yourself because you're so focused on everyone else, I want you to know that saying, like you saying, I can't to yourself is also saying, I can't to the people in your life too. When you say no to yourself, you're saying no to the people in your life because when you're happier, they're happier. Like this is just such proof that improving your relationship with yourself creates so much expansion within your life. And it just has such a ripple effect over all these other areas. So I think that's a good reminder. Like it should just be enough. Our own happiness, our own expansion, our own joy, our own mental health should be enough for us. But I know it's not for a lot of people. I know for a lot of people, when you are so focused on everyone else, doing anything for yourself feels really hard. So I think letting like, I just want to get that into your head that you're not just helping yourself, you're helping other people as well. Okay. So I feel like I've drilled it into you how important your relationship with yourself is now. I really hope you've got that by now since I just went on about it for like 10 minutes, but, 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 but how do you get there? How do you go from this self-judgment, this self-sacrifice to self-love instead? I'm going to give you just a few of my top tips. I've got so many, but I'm just going to give you a few. So the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to name things that you love about yourself. And I want you to make this a non-negotiable part of your day, non-negotiable. So from now on, I want you to name something you love about yourself every single day, every single day, non-negotiable. And if love feels too difficult right now, you're like, I don't love anything about myself. If that feels too far away, that's okay. You can start with like. And then you can work your way up to love. So naming things that you love about yourself feels too hard. Start with just naming things you like about yourself or things you don't hate about yourself, depending where you are on the spectrum right now. Now, I want to do a little bit of an exercise to show you why that's so important. So hopefully you're not driving for this one. If you're driving, maybe don't do the full exercise. You will see why in a moment. But, you know, if you're just existing and listening to this, let's do it. So what I want you to do is I want you to look around the room that you're in and I want you to notice everything green. And I'm going to give you five seconds to do it. So five, four, three, two, one. Now close your eyes. Now what I want you to do is I want you to list everything that you saw that was red. 
And you can't do it, right? Like, it's difficult to think of the red things because you're like, what? But I was focused on the green. I was looking for the green. I wasn't looking for the red. So it's hard. So you don't even notice the red. You can't bring the red to mind because you were so focused on the green. And this is because of your reticular activating system. So when we focus on something, we start noticing more of it. It's like when you buy a new car, like you buy a white Jeep and then all of a sudden you just start seeing white Jeeps everywhere. And you're like, what the hell? Did everyone else in the world just buy a white Jeep at the same time as me? Like what? No, that's not what happened. You just started noticing them because you were focused on yours because it was front and center of your mind. You're excited. You're pumped for this new car to arrive. You're focused on it. So you start seeing them everywhere because what you focus on is what you see more of. Now, this is relevant here. If you know, we're not looking for cars, but this is relevant here because when we start consciously focusing on those things we love about ourselves, we see more of them. It becomes easier and easier and easier to come up with things as time goes on because you're on the lookout for them. You're programming your brain to look for things that you love about yourself. So you'll be going through your day and you'll be like, you'll, I don't know, you might buy someone a coffee or something and you're like, oh, I love that about myself. I'm generous. Oh, I love that about myself. I'm brave. I made that person laugh. I, whatever, whatever it is. My hair looks nice today, whatever. You're on the lookout for them. So it becomes easier and easier and easier. And that's why I want you to make it a non-negotiable. Like it's the simplest, the simplest practice, but it is one of the best things you can do to build that self-love. My second tip is to speak to yourself like you would a friend. Like, I want you to have a think now, have a think about how you speak to, or actually, or about how you speak to or about your body, or even just yourself in general. Like think about the things you say to yourself or about yourself. Would you say those things to your best friend, to your mum, to your child? Like if you wouldn't say those things about other people, and a lot of the time we say stuff, not even that we wouldn't just say to a friend stuff, we wouldn't even say to our own worst enemy. If you wouldn't say those things to the people you love, then it is time for you to switch up your self-talk. Like this is your litmus test. If you wouldn't say it to your best friend, do not say it to yourself. And if you're an asshole to your best friend, think of someone else you love. (laughs) And like I've said it before, say it again. I know I've said this so many times in this episode, but you are your number one most important relationship. You are your number one loved one. So please start treating yourself that way. Start talking to yourself that way. Speak to yourself like you would a friend or don't say it at all. The third tip is to date yourself. Now, like I said before, you probably put a whole lot more effort into your relationships with others than you do with yourself. Like you might have date nights with your partner or you might surprise them with a little treat or make them dinner or, uh, I don't know, spend quality time with them just at home. So what I want you to do is start doing that with yourself. Date yourself. Like, Think about it. What makes you feel loved? What makes you feel worthy? What makes you feel good? And then start doing those things for yourself. Now, everyone is going to do this differently because we're all different people, but find the thing that works for you. Maybe that's having a pamper night at home where you have a bath and you chuck on a face mask and pour yourself a glass of rosé while you watch The Real Housewives. I don't know. Maybe it's taking yourself out for an adventure day and going on for a walk in nature. That was my date myself thing last weekend. Maybe it's preparing yourself some beautiful, delicious, nutritious meals for the week. And you know that you're going to feel so good all week since you won't have to cook. Just find something that works for you, that makes you feel loved and appreciated by yourself 
and make it a non-negotiable part of your day or part of your week. And I mean, this is even a good reminder for me. Like I used to schedule date nights in my calendar once a month and I'd do something really nice for myself. And that was such a good practice for self-love. Like, oh, it's just, it's such a good one. So I want you guys to do it. And I mean, if you want to get right into it as well, you could do that five love languages quiz if you haven't already. But I feel like, you know, probably 95% of the population has done that by now. But if you haven't, go and do it and work out what your love language is. And then you can use that to work out how you can show yourself that love. And then my fourth tip for you is to invest in yourself. Like stop putting everyone else's needs above your own and do the thing that will actually make the biggest difference for you. Because when you have that best possible base for yourself, like you're feeling good about yourself and you're taking care of yourself and you have the brain space and the energy to do everything that you want to, everything in life feels so much easier. Like stop putting off those things that are going to be able to give you that base because like if you think that you need to direct all of your money towards presents from Santa or letting Jimmy learn his second instrument at school, no, stop putting things off because of that kind of stuff. Like you are just as deserving and just as worthy of creating the best possible existence for yourself as the people in your life. Like I've got so many examples like the one I gave you before with my client and It's my favorite thing watching the shifts that my clients make after they invest in themselves and then just seeing that ripple effect that it has over all of the areas of their lives. And I mean, I've seen it with myself as well. Every single time I've invested in myself, my life has improved exponentially. I honestly do not think there is any better money that you can spend on developing yourself because everyone benefits. It's not just you, everyone benefits. Now, those are just a couple of the things that you can do to show yourself that self-love. And I'm sure that you can probably come up with a few more that make you feel the love as well. Like I said, this is such a everyone's different type situation. This is absolutely like find the thing that works for you. But this is what I want you to take away from this episode. You are your number one most important relationship. You deserve to put yourself first. You deserve to do the things in life that will help you grow and become the best version of yourself. And you help everyone else grow when you grow. Everyone rises when you rise. Now, if you're stuck in that state of self-judgment and, you know, you can't see the way out of it, come and chat to me. Come and chat to me over on Instagram. My DMs are always open and I love, 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 love talking to my podcast listeners about how they can implement all of this advice that I give to you guys so that you can become the best version of yourself. And I also don't think I've mentioned this for a while, but I actually offer free mini coaching sessions. So we can chat about your blocks, like on the path to food and body freedom and loving your body and confidence and all this good stuff. And we can put a plan in place for how to overcome them. Now I'll pop a link in the show notes for that. If you want to book in there and we can make those self-love shifts even faster. So as always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the podcast and I will see you in the next episode.